tonight we're going to start a new series. It's just two weeks because uh, this, this is the second to last time we'll be at Student Life for 2019. And then I won't see, we won't see you guys till 2020. So sad face. Right? Everyone's sad a little bit. A little, or happy. Maybe happy. I'm just kidding. So we're going to do a two-part series. And what we're going to be talking about tonight is the darkness. And this series is kind of going to follow a little bit of this idea of the Christmas story. And the main kind of idea is that the light, there's light in the darkness. God is in the darkness. And so part one today is the darkness, and part two next week will be the light. And so tonight we're going to talk about the darkness. So prepare your hearts because we will go into the deepness of our pain, hurt, and shame. But I want you to walk away with one big idea tonight. It's that God is in the darkness. God is in the darkness. I have a friend, he's a really good friend of mine, uh, he has a son, and uh, his son is the same kind of like age as Trip, and uh, about a one-year-old little guy, and he was telling me the story about one night when he was putting his son to sleep, and sure enough, he's holding his son, and he knows he's about to go to sleep, and so he's upset, he's angry, and he's crying because he knows that he's about to be put down to sleep. No little kid wants to go to sleep. And so he walks him into the room. There's a little nightlight on and everything. And the kid is so angry that he's pushing his dad because he knows that his dad is going to, about to put him in the crib to put him to bed. So he's pushing away against his dad and screaming and crying, pushing away against his dad. And so there's just a little bit of light in the room. And so the dad decides to put his child his son in the middle of the floor so he puts his son in the middle of the floor he walks over to the nightlights and pulls them out so it gets darker and darker then as his son is still screaming because you know he knows that he's about to be asleep and he has he wants nothing to do with his dad because his dad's the one putting him to sleep even though his dad absolutely loves him he's still screaming at him angry he wants to get away from him and so the dad turns off all the lights and pulls the nightlights out and then he takes a towel. As he's closed the door shut, as the light's coming in through the cracks, he slams the towel, slides it up against those cracks, and then it becomes pitch black. He can't see anything. He can't even see his boy laying in the middle of the floor, screaming at the top of his lungs. And sure enough, as it goes pitch black, the kid screams even louder and louder, and he's screaming as loud as he can. And the dad approaches the son, who he barely could help because he was pitching such a fit, throwing his arms and hands and feet. The dad sits down next to his son, reaches out his arm in the darkness, and lets his son touch him. When his son feels his dad's arms, he immediately grabs onto his dad, latches on, crawls into his lap, and falls asleep. God is in the darkness. You and I, we live in a world that is very, very dark. I don't have to tell you everything that goes on, but you live in a world that is extremely dark, and you know how it is because you have friends, because you're walking through it, you're struggling through it, you know what people are going through, you know what you are going through. And we have made our home in the darkness where we hide ourselves over and over again. No one gets to see who we truly are. It's interesting because we actually, for the last half century, have been living in a world for the first time that actually has the ability, the power, to kill itself. Our world, with a push of a button, can blow itself up. There's no other time in human history where this has been 
true. And here we are, 50 years in, living in a world where we actually have the power to decide whether we're going to live or die. We live in a world where women and children all over the world are sold as slaves, even here in America. We live in a world where children, students, are not thriving. Suicide rates are rising amongst teenagers in America each and every year. We live in a world where families fall apart. All of us in this room have been affected by the death of a loved one, a family member. All of us in this room will sit around Christmas table this year. And we'll remember our grandma and our grandpa, our aunts and uncles, our cousins, our siblings, who are not here anymore. Broken families. All of us know at least someone, if not ourselves, who are part of families that have divorced. Moms and dads have split away. And Christmas is always very difficult for you. Christmas can feel dark for you. Some of us in this room have a dad who's abandoned us and left us. A mom who's abandoned us and left us. A dad who's chosen the bottle, alcohol, over you. A parent, a mom who's chosen the needle and drugs over you. All, there's some of us in this room who've had parents who've abused us. Maybe older siblings who've abused us. And so on. When Christmas time comes along, you watch all the Publix commercials. You watch all these movies about family with the little kids and the perfect mom and dad. And you watch all these movies and see all these commercials. And your family is the furthest from that. Without fail, every year when I gather with my family, we fight. Literally, a few years ago, playing basketball, I got in a fight with my brother. And I'm an adult, and he's an adult. It's something about bringing people together, about family members where there's hurt and pain and shame that get involved and all that mixture combines together and all of a sudden fights break out, pain breaks out, hurt breaks out. And if you show up at Christmas, a lot of times you feel like with your family, you have to wear a mask. You have to fake it the most, pretend the most. Your parents don't know everything you've done, nor do your siblings, only you. What if they did know everything you've done? What if you sat at the Christmas table this year and you told them who you were, everything about yourself? What would they say to you? I bet you a lot of us, including myself, would even wonder if they would even love you or love me. So I pretend and I fake it and I try to hide my hurt, pain, and shame. And I'm left wanting to be known. And I'm left wanting to have a family, to experience love on a deeper level. We live in a dark world. We suffer in the darkness. Literally, this season, when we go into Christmas, the winter season, he gets darker. It gets darker and darker. And literally, what we try to do as Americans is say, okay, it's getting super dark outside. I have, I, it's kind of like a lot of us emotionally shift into darkness. And then we're like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to throw up lights and Christmas lights. And we're going to give presents, lots of presents. And people better give presents to me. And I'm going to open presents. We're going to have presents. We're going to have gifts. And we're going to eat a lot and eat a lot and eat a lot. And all the time, all we're doing is we're just constantly ignoring 
that it's very dark. And I don't want you to do that tonight. Yes, there is time for the light. But first, you've got to realize you're in the dark. You've got to realize you're in the dark. You've got to realize that there is darkness. Don't be afraid of it, though. Don't be scared. God is in the darkness. The questions that we ask ourselves in darkness are this. If you've ever asked yourself, am I alone? Does anyone see me? Is there any hope? If anyone ever saw me and truly saw me for myself, would they love me? Where is light? Where is God? If you ever ask yourself these questions, then you understand darkness. If you've ever gone to bed at night and cried and you're like crying because you feel hopeless, you understand. If you ever sit down and you feel irritable or upset or frustrated, and you have to immediately jump to your addictions or to numb yourself, to try to masquerade your pain. Darkness is what you are experiencing. The first thing that I want you to know, though, is that darkness, don't ignore it. Confess it. Confess your darkness. Confess your sin. Confess that you don't know What's going on? Confess that you are powerless. Confess that you have no control. Confess that you are scared. Open yourselves up to your humanity. Open yourselves up to your need for rescue. Open, lay down your guards and let yourself be seen. We're all in a dark room and we're all acting like there's a bunch of lights on and we're all like, yeah, this is awesome, this is great. And you need to say, no, it's dark. It's scary. I'm afraid. Don't you see? Actually, I can't see because it's dark. Don't pretend anymore. Stop faking. Don't pretend. Stop faking. It's dark. Tell people. Open yourself up and let it be known the dark places of this world. Confess that you've hurt people, even the people that you love and your family, the people that you should love the most. Confess your secrets and sins. Confess that you failed. Children, you guys, confess to your parents this Christmas. Walk up to them and say, I'm sorry that I've hurt you. Say to your friends, who you've hurt, I'm sorry, I hurt you. Say to your enemies, I'm sorry, I hurt you. I should have not done that to you. Realize that it's dark. Realize that we're all in the darkness. And start calling it out. Stop pretending like everything's all good when it's not. But remember this, that the person you've hurt the most it's not anyone in this room, your family or friends, but it is God. You have broken his heart. His heart is broken because of sin. Because of sin, you separate yourself from him, and this breaks his heart. Because of your sin, you say that that is better than you. Alcohol is better than you. Drugs are better than you. Girls are better than you. Guys are better than you. My family is better than you. My sports are better than you. I'd much rather have them than you. And it breaks his heart. Because of your sin, you have to hide in darkness. You have to wear the mask. I understand it. 
I wear it all the time and pretend. You have to pretend like you have it all figured out. You have to pretend like you know what's going on and you're in control. You got to keep working. You got to keep trying. Hide yourself in the darkness. Don't let anyone see that you're weak. Don't let anyone see that you're broke. Don't let anyone see that because then they'll prey on you and wound you more. You can't trust anyone. And the darkness is the place where you get wounded more and more. Behind the mask is where you wound yourself more and more. And usually the wounder, the, the person who victimizes your own self, victimizing your heart. All that God wants for you, he's calling right now on the phone, right? <laughs> All he wants is for you to be with him. That's it. And he hurts because you're not. When you confess, you are taking the first steps back to God. His arms reached out. When you confess, you feel God. Confession requires vulnerability and courage. Confessing is scary. And what if you confess, though? And this is the fear. If I confess to God, what if he says, I don't love you? What if you confess to your parents? And what if they say, I don't love you? You scumbag. You're gross, you're disgusting, you're unclean. I can't stand that you're my son. I'm disappointed in you, my daughter. What if you confess one day to your own children and say, I've done this, this, and this. This is who I am. I'm sorry, I've hurt you. And what if they say, I hate you, dad. I hate you, mom. What if you confess and in the darkness you confess and you find out that God is not there? This is why we need the truth. Confess because you have the truth. What is the truth? This is unshakable. This is, un, it cannot be unhinged. It stands forever and lasts forever. And this is God's word and this is the truth. God is in the darkness. Where do I bring that out of? Luke 15, two through six, God talks, Jesus, he talks about a shepherd. And he talks about how a shepherd will leave 99 of his sheep to go look for the one who is lost. He will go find you if you're lost. If you're in the dark, he is looking for you, calling your name, saying it right now. Mikey, Mikey, I'm here. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Do you feel me? Do you know me? Mikey. He's looking for the lost. He's looking for me. Psalm 23, 4. This is about the good shepherd and how a good shepherd walks his sheep through the valley of the shadow of death. And they won't fear any evil. Why? Because God is with them. You will walk through death with your friends, with your spouse, with your children, with your mom and dad, with your grandparents. And God is with you. Even in your own death, God is with you. Isaiah 43 says that when you go through the waters, when you go through the rivers, when you go through fire, all metaphorical for chaos and craziness of life, when you go through those moments, when you go through Christmas with your family, God is with you, and he's with you. Why? Because he loves you, he says. Matthew one twenty one is, is the story of Jesus being born, and, and this is why they say Jesus has come to earth. This is what Matthew 1 says. Jesus has come to save his people from their sin, from their darkness. He's come to be the light of the world. 1 John 9 says this, if you confess your sins, if you confess to him and open yourselves up to him, you will be forgiven. John 1 says, the word became flesh and this is what happens and we celebrate it every Christmas. Light enters the darkness. God comes to earth 
He sent his son Jesus. Jesus came to find his lost sheep. He came to rescue us from darkness, bring us into the light. And this is all done because he loves you, because you're his child, because you matter and you belong to him. So because of this truth, you can go into the darkness and call it what it is. It's dark out there. It's dark in here. I'm scared. I'm broken. You can push into your pain, push into your hurt and your shame, and you can confess it because you know that no matter what, Jesus loves you. Whether your parents will ever love you again, whether one day your children, if they ever love you again, if they hear your whole story, whether or not they love you, whether or not your friends love you again, the truth is, is that you're loved by God. This is the truth. So you know this truth, so now you can confess and you can be saved from the darkness. You can crawl into your daddy's arms. Listen, the story that I told about my friend, he didn't turn the lights back on. He actually turned the lights off so his son would come home, so his son would come into his arms. Maybe the suffering and the darkness that you're experiencing this winter, this December, Maybe it's God calling you home. Maybe your wounds is God calling you home. Because in the darkness, there's a man named Jesus. In your hurt, there's a man named Jesus with holes in his hands and holes in his feet. Pain, 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 hurt. There's a man named Jesus. If you've been abused, there's a man named Jesus who was abused physically, exposed physically. If you feel wounded, there's a man named Jesus who was killed. He knows your pain. He knows how you feel. He's in the darkness with you. His arms are open to you. He turns the lights off to bring you home, back into his arms. The consequence of our sin is darkness. It's the lights turning off. But the lights turn off. God turns them off. Why? Because he wants you to crawl back home into his arms. He's still in the room. He's still here. Whoa, almost lost it. And he still loves you. That's athleticism. Being able to catch a binder in midair as it's falling. Confess, know the truth, and know your hope. Jesus enters darkness to save you from your sins. But listen, it's also to redeem you. It doesn't stop with making you clean again. It doesn't stop with making you pure, holy before him and making you his little child again. And he's like, yes, I love you. No, it redeems you. There's going to be a day where you will not cry anymore and there will be no more death and all things will be made new. This is as true as, as I just said that Jesus came and died and rose again on the third day. This is as true as that. It's a promise that has not yet been fulfilled, but will be fulfilled because God has fulfilled every single promise up to this point. There is not a single promise he has not yet fulfilled. He's going to finish this work in you. He will complete the work in you. Jesus became a human being. God became human to redeem humans not just to save them not just to to cleanse them of their sin but to actually redeem them you may though never experience the complete healing here on earth 
Confessing and knowing the truth and trusting Jesus is a step to experiencing that wholeness again and tasting the Garden of Eden again and tasting the place where you belong. You will find in your confession and trust of Jesus that you are more safe and more loved than you can have ever imagined. But it doesn't mean that it's all going to be fixed in a moment. It's all going to be good in a moment. There might be more darkness for you, suffering for you. Actually, I know there will be more trials. Trust Jesus. Cling to the truth. Confess and have confidence that you will be made whole. Believe it. It's true. You will be made whole. Your pain and hurt will be gone one day and forgotten. This is the hope that is in the darkness for all those who know Jesus. This is the light in the darkness. In the darkness of our sin, hurt, pain, and shame is Jesus on a cross paying the price for it all. How did he come to earth? He came as a baby, your savior, the most vulnerable form of human existence is a child, completely out of control, completely exposed to anyone who wanted to hurt him, completely weak and needy, completely broken. Does that not sound like you? Does that not sound like you? He came in the darkness. He became like you because he loves you. Go into the darkness this Christmas season. Confess to those who you've hurt because you know this truth. Share your hurt with those who have hurt you. Say, man, that hurt me. Stop defending yourself and proving yourself this season. Just let yourself be yourself and breathe. Give your forgiveness to others because God has forgiven you so much. Seek the forgiveness of others. Seek the wholeness of community. Do all these things because you're loved and this is your hope that God is going to make it right. God is going to make it right. Let's just take a moment